friend. In this installment of Crow Medicine, we have a direct and honest conversation about the veil in social media. As a person who is a longtime social media user, social anthropologist who has studied the trends, as well as a person who creates on social media every day, I think it is important to talk about the silences as well as the spaces for speaking that social media has created for us and how they are changing. This podcast is both an honest conversation as well as a suggestion on how to empower yourself to make sure that you are connecting with streams of information and creatorship that are empowering for you. Come on in, friends. It is time for some more Curl Medicine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, your host, Katie Indy Crow, and today we are going to talk about the veil of social media or veils that we meet when we use social media. The reason I am bringing this forward as a topic today is because a lot of us engage with the world of social media in one way or another as part of our everyday or regular weekly lives. And so it constitutes one of the major energetic contexts and energetic playgrounds that we engage and interact with. A whole lot of us use social media as a way to keep up with friends and family. We also work with it as a way to share our creative projects, as well as to give and to receive information. One of the things that has been happening over the last 10 years is that As we have continued developing as a society and as social media companies have continued developing as companies, there have been things like filters and categories and all kinds of different things that are brought forward that are supposed to be serving the function of helping us get and receive those information, those friends and family comments, all of that good stuff that we come to social media for in a reliable fashion. As somebody who is highly engaged in social media, I feel it is my responsibility to talk about some of the observations I have made over the years. This is not an argumentative perspective, um, and I don't want anybody to take what I'm going to say as something to use in anger. What I am saying is that social media has changed, and a lot of us come to it believing that we are still accessing a wide scope of information and that when we are there, what we are seeing does represent what real life is. As somebody who is on social media a lot and who is also an anthropologist and who has studied the trends of social media over the last decade, I can tell you this. While there are certainly authentic and beautiful parts of reality that are shared and seen and created in social media, more and more so too is there very intentional veiling about what a creator can say and how, as well as what we receive in our information feeds or not. Have you ever thought about what being in a category represents? This is a podcast where I am going to bring forward some of the interesting energies of social media, as well as to really ask us to think about the way it it influences the ways we think and feel about ourselves as social media users, but as well as people in this world. There are a lot of people who have incredibly negative experiences on or with social media because they are not aware of this filtering, because they're not aware of the veil, because they're not aware of just how constructed 
the reality that we participate in particular in mediums like Instagram. That's to me the worst. YouTube, Facebook, those are the three I know about. There's a lot coming up on Twitter in the social media right now because Mercury is doing its job and bringing forth communication like I've been saying in all of my astrology reports and most especially my December 2022 one if you happen to be listening to this in order. So like I said, this is a podcast where I'm going to deliver observations and experiences as being a heavy social media creator and user over the years. I am a person who has had a lot of positive experiences, in particular in the early years, who has also been put to a point where most of what I would say in many regards is not even acceptable on some forms of social media, believe it or not. And the reason, like I said, I'm saying these things now is that when we are users, it's important that we know the dynamics that we're working with so that we can mitigate any negative factors or impacts that they might have on our lives. There are all kinds of people out there who are creating in beautiful ways, who are putting information out there that is helpful to us as individuals through which we can enrich our lives. And a lot of us were relying on social media as a way to think that we were accessing that. And we still do to some degree. As I will say in this podcast, one of the best things that any of us can do as users is perhaps to do things like go to the source of the creators we really enjoy and read into or look at what they put on their websites. You guys and girls and people who are here listening to me on my podcast have already done this. This here on Spotify is my most free form of communication other than what I engage with on my blog. And so if you have ever been wondering about why I left a lot of my social media stuff behind or some of the influences of social media on our day-to-day lives or really been interested in hearing just a little bit about how social media energy and usership has changed, this is a nice little podcast to tune into. So come on in, friends. It's time for some more Crow Medicine. Let's go back to a simpler time. The year is 2006. Might be 2007. And a lot of us who were out there in the world started hearing about this place called Facebook. Facebook was something that you could log into on the internet where you could have a profile and you could tell the world things about yourself through that profile, like where you've been and what you like. You could also do things like share your opinion and share news articles. And even more cool than that, you could meet up with other people and talk about a topic that you cared about. And those people could be from any other place in the world. And for people who have been born, you know, in the late 90s um, and, and later, that doesn't seem very novel. But for people who were, you know, 18, 20 whatever age we were back at that time, when Facebook came out, it was absolutely life-changing. When I first got into Facebook, I mean, there were things like chat rooms and all kinds of stuff going on before it, but one of the things that Facebook did was it kind of brought together all of the coolest things from different little side thing projects or little side experiences, and it integrated into a whole. And through that whole, you would be able to express yourself and hear other people's expressions in a new and a different way than we ever had before. And that was honestly one of the coolest things to participate in ever. 
being an early user of Facebook, I started in, well, I guess not that early because there was a whole presence beforehand. I got my first Facebook account probably about the year 2006, 2007. I was a bachelor's student in university. And I remember logging in and immediately being completely taken with the freedom that I felt that we had there to talk about this. And so as I come into this conversation, I want to first say, I am a person who loved social media and who used and worked in social media forums and formats for about seven years to do what felt like very free expression of ideas. And so I had a really positive background with social media and a lot of really nice things to say about it. And maybe some of you out there did. And so social media at least so what do I mean when I say social media and which platforms am I talking about? So for me personally, and I can only talk about what I was personally participating in because this is a commentary, not a heavy research piece, but it is research based on what I have personally experienced is that, you know, Facebook and YouTube were, and to a smaller extent, Instagram were my three main avenues of expression. They were the three main places that I went to find information, especially Facebook and YouTube, and they were the places that I felt were the most free to share information on. Maybe some of you out there came to Facebook, Instagram, um, wherever you are with that same impression. And I think that a lot of us, when we sign up to a social media account, even if it is the year 2021 or 2022, in some ways are experiencing our connection to it or thinking that we are signing up to something that operates the same way that it used to back then or that by signing up to this thing and saying that we like a person or by signing up to this thing and saying that we like this category that we are going to be receiving that free and wide uh, expression and experience of information without filter and so That is one of the key things I think that I want to talk about first is that a lot of us, when we come to social media, believe that we are participating in a place that we can say what we want, that other people are saying what they want, and that although we know that there are things like content filters for nudity, pornography, and thank God for that, we think that relatively speaking, other than that kind of gross stuff that we know, you know, not nudity and pornography isn't gross, but I don't want to be flashed with your shit all day long no offense to anyone i just don't am but uh we we think that we're coming to this place where everything is kind of like a free playing ground and that as long as we say that we want to hear this kind of information that we're going to hear a diverse range within that information and so um one of the things that has changed significantly over the years with social media is that and this is not necessarily a nefarious thing. This is where I think we have to be really careful not to vilify or try to make an enemy where there isn't one. It's just that obviously people are researchers and systems and processing has to happen. And these places are online platforms. And so what winds up happening is that you get engineers and you get people who look to create an optimum user experience. And one of the ways that optimum user experience has been crafted on social media specifically is through the creation of a category. And 
the creation of labels and tags and through the creation of algorithms and user profiles. So what that winds up doing is that you are created into an energy stream, which is an information stream. An information stream is an energy stream. It's the one and the same. There is no separation. You are put into an information stream where you are going to receive certain kinds of information. And if you're a creator, you're going to be able to send your information out to certain kinds of people. And so within those kinds of categories, even if a person who, even if you, a person goes to outside of your category and says, oh, I'm going to like this one thing that's part of a new hobby or habit I'm trying to pull in. Because it is not consistent with who you are as a typical user, you are not going to be receiving those updates as frequently. Sure, there are things that you can do, like on YouTube, uh, go to hit the subscribe and the bell. And to make sure that you're getting every individual person video that you like, that can be done. Or you can try to make sure. I mean, there's also the extreme limitations on what you can put on YouTube, which we can talk about later. There is still this point I'm making, which is about this category and the algorithm thing. Even when you work to expand outside of who you have been or are looking to grow or change your interests or to communicate to a new audience, you wind up meeting a tech wall. And that tech wall exists through the process of sorting. And so if you're an energy sensitive person like I am, you can even feel that tech wall limiting you and it feels very oppressive and like something is pushing down on your head as you are putting a thought or a creation into the energy scape of the internet. And I know that for some people that's going to sound crazy, but every thought, every expression, every thing that you type is part of your contribution to the context of energy that is the internet or that is that social media escape and so the types of places that you communicate and or how your communications are received also has a lot to do with your personal sense of validation and sense making which is something that i talked about in the introductory um paragraph right like when you are working on forming your sense of self and or you are working on expressing yourself through these mediums as a way to participate in the world part of that process means that you gauge or well not all of us do but most people take a lot in about how they are received or not and so there's two different layers happening there is one the layer where we are you know receiving some information based on things that we know that we like and things that we habitually look at on the internet. Uh, then there is this other category or perspective where we have to think about there's also as a creator or as an expressor, if we are creating or expressing outside of our category, that too is limited. So there's two different kinds of limitations there. And that can become something that creates a negative energetic imprint on people on a couple of different levels. Thing number one, we, when we are coming to social media, have this thing like an assumption that because we like a product, because we like a person, because we subscribe to a thing, that we're going to know and receive that information. So we put that trust into the mechanism of filtration to operate properly to bring us these things that we say that we want. However, within the mechanism of filtering, there are what I have come to recognize and experience as incredibly one or two dimensional kinds of strands of filtering people and filtering energy. And so when 
we come to social media, we have this idea that we are participating in and giving and receiving a diverse range of information and people when in the truth, although it is a much more diverse range of people than we might be having in our social audience, it, we have to take into consideration the limitations that are now there. And we have to understand that, hey, maybe if we're looking to do something like expand outside of a category or find a new set of interests that we should perhaps do something outside of social media to do that and to link up with those people or to link up with that information source, which we can talk a little bit more about later. One of the things that I want to talk about that is negative about the categorizations and the information flow that can happen as well is if you are doing research or information gathering that is low vibration and that is on a topic that is really harsh and hard or you happen to look at something like a video of something that happened to an animal you will notice that all of a sudden that starts filtering into your feed um for whatever reason and i don't know what this reason is it seems like it is easier to get low vibrational information filtered into your feed than high vibrational information now that is just something that i seem to have noticed as an observer i'm gonna place it have you noticed a trend where you see more low or high vibrational faster or slower in your social media participation if so come to spotify if you have an opinion i'd love to hear it the reason why i think that bringing forward this whole idea of categorization and participation and information sorting is that we are multi-dimensional people, and that means we exist in multiple dimensions, but also here on Earth, we are people who have diverse interests, and we are curious about a whole lot of different things. And that engagement with multiple sources of energy on multiple topics is part of one of the joyscapes of life. And so if you have been feeling that you are lacking inspiration or that you're lacking information or connection on things that are interesting to you, and you have been relying on your social media feed as one of the ways to get you information, this is just a little heads up note that one of the major things that happens is that we just receive a tiny, tiny little fragment, even of our category. And that means that we can look outside to find more, especially if we're not satisfied with what's in front of us. Okay, so the second point that I want to make about the veil in social media is a little more serious, and this is about sanitized thought spaces and the manufacturing of what appears to be consent. And I know that's really heavy, but I think it's important to bring forward, especially because today, as I'm saying it, Neptune, the planet of deep communication and deep inner work, is going direct in Pisces right now as I am recording, and I'm feeling the vibe. So I'm going to continue on with it. And just remember, I'm going to bring the love like I always do. Although I do not agree, like I said, with some of the practices that we engage or that we have to deal with when we are engaging in social media. I'm also not a hater and I don't bite the hand that has fed me. So this is just a conversation about being an empowered user because knowledge is power. And the more we know, the more we grow. And so that is one of the reasons why this point is important to me. Speaking completely from a person who creates on social media's perspective, talking from my experience, there is something to has to be said, and that is that we cannot say pretty much anything that is worth saying um, in a direct fashion about some of the harder stuff 
that has happened within people or within the planet on social media anymore, unless we have money behind us and to support us in doing that. And that's important because when people engage with somebody like me on social media, like for example, some of you will notice, remember that I took like six or eight months off social media and I took everything off of YouTube. And um, then I started using Facebook and Instagram a little bit. Part of the reason was, was that as a person who, uh, who talks about the real life stuff, um, I felt like I was being a complete liar and having to speak the way that you have to speak or word things the way that you have to word things to even be accepted to pass the current content filters on social media. And there was a time when my work didn't pass the filters on social media. So for like a whole entire year, I was just completely censored. And that is one of the main reasons that I was inspired to come to build this podcast. So this isn't a poor me story. And you're thinking, what in the name of God were you talking about, Katie? And it's exactly the same types of things that I was talking about here. And these are the kinds of things that at one point we used to be able to say there. And this is one of the reasons why I think it's important to just bring this forward. If you don't hear people saying negative things or reacting negatively to a policy or a practice or a truth, or you don't see people making a critique about a certain thing or addressing a certain, you know, hard harmonic thing that's happening, it's not because we don't care. And it's not because nobody notices. It's because we have been scrubbed from social media for the most part for doing it. And if any of us want to stay on social media, we have no choice but to find ways to keep talking the truth. So me as a person, I chose to talk about the stars and the planets because that's always the truth and that's always going to be safe. Well, it hasn't always been safe, but I don't care about that. Um, and as a creator, as somebody who use social media as a space to express a lot of freedom thoughts to then go and write the word freedom and see how that word gets you lose followers like you know you get punished they'll take away like all your followers they'll censor your work they'll they will make it that people can't see you and if you're relying on that for your income which i once was um it's very scary and dangerous and bad and it's oppressive and so it's bad for creators and at the same time it's really bad for the audience too and why is that because the audience thinks that if they're having negative things happen, if they're having problems, if they're having objections, it's probably something that they're just individually uniquely feeling on their own. And maybe they're looking for somebody like me to say things again, this podcast and my blog. And I used to have a school, but I closed it. Um, that's where I talk the truth. And so you can subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to my blog and show me some love and support if you feel so inclined, um, because I'm going to keep doing this and I think, yeah, I just needed to say this. So that was really cathartic to put out there. Guys, participating on social media has been awful and it has felt like a lie. And Instagram is the absolute worst. And Facebook or and YouTube. Sorry, Facebook is a little better. YouTube and Instagram just feel like an absolute mask session the entire time you're there. Because if you say, I mean, I'm a psychopomp. I talk about death and killing. I talk about the afterlife. I talk about things like people healing from drug abuse and sexual assault. And those topics 
are not okay anymore. And I'm okay. Well, they are okay for in some circumstances. I don't quite understand how that roulette game works. But um, I agree that the filtration system needs to be there. And I definitely agree against, or sorry, in protecting people from being shown things that they're not ready to see and hearing things that they're not ready to hear. But I also believe and know that not talking about things like being excited when we didn't have to wear our masks anymore. Did you notice that nobody could talk about that on social media? Or, you know, not being able to talk in public a lot about what's going on with this fashion campaign. I mean, I almost got that topic and and looking after kids and helping things is one of the things I actually was at one point pretty well known for. And I almost lost everything because of it, because at one point the Q people came along and we all just got lumped in together and canceled digitally. And that was really weird. Um, but now it's back in the public again. So I'm really excited because I also think that so too swings the pendulum. And as we recognize the limitations on truth and we recognize the filters on truth by listening to podcasts like this, by thinking about what I'm saying, we start taking our power back. Because ultimately, all of this only works if we allow it to. And like I said, the internet is a big place. And there are so many diverse people with opinions who are expressing them in so many different ways that we can most definitely connect to them. A little more on that. My third point, and perhaps the one that I am most passionate about making, is the impact that some of this can have energetically and in the real world on identity making and identity expression and sense of self and sense of self-esteem. And this is really where all of it ties in with spirituality and in particular in the 21st century. Social media platforms have become one of the primary places where people go to express themselves and where people are exposed to the expressions of other people as they express themselves. As you know from listening to the rest of this podcast, from an insider's perspective, I can tell you directly that what we get to put on social media and what doesn't get flagged or removed or what does not get like stuffed or you have your followers stripped from you is um, really happy um, one-dimensional, two-dimensional content. And so a lot of people out there have made the comment, and rightfully so, yeah, people on social media only present a perfect life or one kind of reality. And sometimes that's because people only want to represent that. And that's who they are and that's what they're showing. And they're within the con compounds of mainstream and, and good for them. No shade. In other circumstances, as I've been telling you about here, we are actively in outright not able to present those parts of ourselves. And what's the impact of that? Because social media is one of the main places where people, especially young people, or in the last couple of years, anyone in the world, because we were so isolated from our social groups and from our social networks, these perfect looking lives or these social media lives or these social media one or two dimensional representations of a people have come to stand as some of the dominant role models. And whether people realize this is what's happening or not, these are the people that we are comparing ourselves to, that we are experiencing relational reality. And it's through this pathway that things like negative self-esteem can become generated uh, through which things like, you know, as a person who goes, even you don't have to be a creator like um, professional, 
just a person who shares a thought. You know, sometimes you go and share that most heartfelt, deep thing that you've thought, and then all, it gets ghosted by everyone. It makes you think that nobody cares about you. And that really negatively influences and impacts people. You know, this kind of influence of social media and categories and information streaming and the sense of self is going to be one of the major questions that we deal with in society as we work our th way through adjusting who we are as humans and humans in communication. And, you know, these types of conversations, this point specifically that I'm talking about right here has been actively suppressed. And I was very happy to find out, well, not happy about the, the, the what happened, but unfortunately, you know, uh, a young person in, in over in the UK uh, decided to take her own journey at a very young age. And one of the key defining factors that came up about how and what influenced and led her to that path and what she was doing, it was, and this I'm talking about because it was found in a court of law to be uh, a factor and like Instagram has been held liable and it's, there's, there's information and more going on about that in the UK, but uh, she was being streamed and fed through her categories and her streams because she looked at something a couple of times, information um, about um, early crossings, we'll call them, to be PG. And so this kind of thing, you know, if you're already in a sad place in life, maybe you've looked up one or two sad things. And if you're also watching your creators and seeing that nobody else seems to be talking about anything bad and you're also trying to maybe express yourself and find help and nobody's hearing you and listening to you, any one of those factors alone might be something um, that you can deal with easily, but you have to start thinking and we have to start thinking about how these factors layer together to create the context within which we are making meaning and learning about expression and acceptance in our life. The world that we are living in right now has been extremely isolated and social media is a place that many of us go to try to make friends, to learn things, to express things. And it's also unfortunately a place where as time has gone on, at least for the phase that we're in right now, there are very unrealistic representations of people. There are extreme silencing in types and terms of communications and what we can say and when and how and why. And ultimately, when people are coming into a scenario who are multidimensional people who have all these different factors going on in their life and none of these factors are even registering on what's supposed to be the register of life, it can create a lot of inner turmoil and that leads to lower vibration like i said lower sense of self and um this can become destructive for behavior and the reason i really wanted to bring that point forward as the final point and not the first one is because we have to build into understanding the layers of why and how these things happen another thing that comes about because of social media is that you know we only communicate in one or two categories and without too many interconnected themes and too many interconnected phrases because the algorithm machines can't handle it. And, and so there are not a lot of ways that we can find multi-factor nuance-based analysis of how all this works on platforms that are sometimes social media-based. And so it's kind of a catch-22. And congratulations to you for coming here to hear about this. Up next, a conversation about what we can do to empower ourselves to be 
why social media users and not get trodden down by any of what I just spoke about. Hi, friend. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved this podcast and felt like you would like to send a little gift of support or donation towards the continuation of more great programming, I would love to receive it. You may do so to the links below. I have a buy me a coffee as well as a private donation link to stripe.com. Thanks so much for all of the people who have supported Crow Medicine podcast this year. 2022 was a building year for me and a major transition after everything that I had done before had to change. And now you know a little bit more about how that all happened and why. I appreciate every single person who likes, who shares, and who subscribes. And by the way, there's so many of you that my podcast was in the top 5% most shared podcasts in our category for 2022. I'm going to do a special thank you podcast to all of you, and that will probably be what comes up next. Thanks for being here, friends. And thanks in advance for any support that you may send and or that you have already sent and or for the good vibes and the shares and the likes. It really all does help. I love you. And I hope that what I share here helps you love your life because that's really what it's all about. The factors discussed in this podcast are but a few that are contributing to the creation of our social media energy scape that we engage with. And they are things that I think are important to bring forward so that we can be empowered users. What are other ways that we can empower social media usership in our lives so that we can mitigate some of the impacts of what I have spoken about here today? The first thing is if you have young social media users in your life, in particular teenage girls, um, but not just them. It is really important for you to have a conversation with them about the fact that people can only post really happy things. Now, there are places like Reddit and different user feeds that can become places where people go to vent their negative stuff. That is also incredibly damaging. I have had to help a number of people shift out of negative entity attachments that have come to them because I'll be honest, there are creeps all over the internet and social media is no exception to that. And so although I've talked mostly about like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, well, not even Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Twitter can be lumped into that to some extent, but who knows now with everything that's changing, uh, social media can also mean places like chat forums. And perhaps I will bring that forward at a whole other time. So you have to be really careful where you're going. And you have to be really careful of helping the person in your life consume quality information and letting them know that there are people who are on the internet who work to manipulate and hurt and lie to them. And that also there is this thing that happens where There are some reasons, very good reasons, why what people are saying in these forums don't pass content control. Content control is not always a bad thing. And that's why I don't outright disagree with it. I think that there are things that people work to put on the internet that are pretty terrible things and things that people work to say on the internet that are pretty dangerous things. 
and that can lead to very, very direct negative consequences in people's lives quickly. And letting them know that if they choose to go to some of these forums, if they choose to seek alternate places of advice, which teenagers do, this is what they do, that there are sometimes reasons why that stuff can't get posted anywhere else. And it's not because the man is trying to push them down. As I've said throughout this whole entire podcast, sometimes it is because the systems just don't make space for us and it does feel like the man is trying to push us down. It's up to you as a person to decide how to have that conversation. And I also think that it's up to all of us as people to really, part two, think about the silences um, that you see in social media or in the representation of information that you were finding. One of the things that I mentioned was the manufacturing of consent through not being able to get past certain content filters or through just not receiving different types of information in your feed. It is up to each of us to go and look for information sources that are diverse. That's what we have to do to stay in the know these days. And that is really an interesting study in itself. I mean, go check out the different newspapers that are um, active throughout the world and the different ways that they relate to the same event, right? There are stakeholders people have different perspectives that they articulate and we are enriched for hearing more as opposed to less perspectives even if we do not agree with what a person is saying when we get to hear what it is they're saying unless it i mean when we get to hear what they're saying we have the opportunity to at least understand our opposition a little better that doesn't mean that we have to listen to people talk trash and dangerous and hateful garbage which also happens quite a bit on social media it is okay to do things like block people that are harassing you. It is okay to block feeds that put out harmful information. It is okay, although a lot doesn't always happen when you report content. Most of the time you will find that, <laughs> I don't know how this happens, but objectionable content gets posted and circulated probably because people paid for an ad. And, uh, and, 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 it's just one of those weird contradictions that are happening. And it's one of the reasons why I day off social media more and more these days. Thing number three to think about in social media. Always remember you're getting a one or two dimensional representation of anything. And always remember that if you are somebody who is working to create things and you have articulated something and what used to work for you all of a sudden isn't working for you now. These guys change their algorithms a lot and they don't give us any notice that it's happening. And it is kind of a game and it's not a very fun game. But as a person who is a creator, I guess the thing I want to say to you, any of you, and that's even if it's just a poem or a song, you don't have to be a professional creator to be in this group, is to say, especially if you were trying something new, there are, and because of the way social media works, a very strong chance that you may not receive a lot of support initially from people and that's not because people don't care about you and your mind is going to tell you that people don't care about you and the negative energy around you and the unhealed parts of yourself and the energy that goes with social media because we'll all tell you that people don't care about you it's not the truth people do care about you and this is part of why it can be so damaging. As I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, we go to social media thinking that it's kind of the same that it was, or at least that we perceived it to be in like 2006, where you can kind of speak your mind and find information and organize groups and organize information and that, and that things, are, things are what feel energetically above board. 
nowadays and as i have been talking about things have changed just a little bit and it's really important that we approach it with that knowledge so that we don't get beaten down or that we don't get limited into believing that we're getting a full picture there one of the final things that i want to say as i talk about wrapping up this podcast is you know as a creator as a person who is seeking information there are lots of us who have continued to always talk in depth and to continue to do and say what we always didn't say we just did it in places like our own blogs even what i present here at this podcast is i'm i i tread lightly and that's because i want to go into the mainstream i think it's important to be in the mainstream and just being very honest as somebody who's out there trying to do the thing you have to be careful what you say and i guess because I have felt that constraint and because I have felt that limitation so much and so clearly that it was important for me to talk about it to people because I have also witnessed this have an incredibly negative impact on people's lives. I have watched people give up their dreams of creating because of how this works. I have known people to become wishing for early transition. That's how intense this gets. And Part of that is because the system comes with an energy. And any person, in addition to all the facts that I talked about here, or all the factors that I spoke about, in addition to it all is that these systems come with energy. And when you are meeting the wall of the filtration or when you are meeting the wall of not being accepted, you also feel the collective energy of all the people who have come to it and experienced that thing. And it can feel extremely difficult. So... Do I think that we should give up using social media? I personally feel that it's totally up to each and every single person what they do. And the point in me saying all of this was just knowledge is power and freedom is knowledge and I believe in freedom. So it's up to you what you wanna do. Me personally, I am shifting away ever more from it and working more and more on my blog. So if you wanna stay in touch with me, do get on my email list. And always know that if you just read the little summaries that you meet on Facebook or Instagram, it's just a like a smidgen tip of the pinky fingernail of what I often and actually say. And that always the most in-depth communication and conversations you're going to get are going to be here through this podcast. And if you ever notice that I make a video on my actual blog and I don't post it on the podcast, that's something that's really, really important and that I really want to guard and keep safe. So pay attention ever more to stuff like that. This is the information superhighway. This is the world we live in. And as we are consumers, users, energetic beings engaging with energetic contexts like social media sphere, we just have to become a little bit more aware and perhaps adjust our practices so that we can continue having high harmonic experiences and engagements as creators, as consumers, and as information sharers. Now, I think I've said about all I want to say about that for this podcast. Thank you so much to all of you for tuning in. I will be back soon. It is my joy and pleasure to be here chit-chatting with you. Your friend, Katie Indy Crow. Hello, and just a little addition to this podcast that I think is important to make. Since recording, I have tried to share this post, a very watered-down version of it on social media, and guess what? Facebook especially just keeps rolling it over and it will not allow me to publish this information. So, food for thought. I think I'm done with social media.